I'm Daniel. And I'm Hannah. And we're massive Disney fans. So we've decided to start a podcast where we'll be re-watching some of our favorite movies. As well as reviewing new releases as they come out in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. So pull up a chair and come with us as we experience the magic of Disney. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Daniel. What's How up? What's you? up? I, I'm doing good. Um, it's been like a long week. It's only Monday and it's been such a long week. Right. I mean, uh, I've had so much work to do. I know. It's nice to just like come back to this podcast, like the same thing every week, you know? Yeah. My mom was talking about how, Hannah, you're so busy. Maybe you should take a break from the podcast. And I was like, Mom, the podcast is the only thing that I like right now. It's See, keeping me together. I know. We got to have our weekly fix of Disney. We do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love being able to watch a movie every week. Um, So let's just, like, dive in. Um, I, I do have some current events. I'm trying to, like, keep up on current events so I can, mm-hmm. like, you guys in every week. Um, I also, like, am really bad at keeping up with current events, so it's, like, kind of for me and kind of for the podcast. The D23 Expo announced their next convention held in Anaheim September 9th through 11th, 2022. Yep. That's so exciting. Um, Hope I am to be excited. There. I wonder, like, I want to know what's new. I want to know what's being announced. Um, yes, I always love hearing what gets announced. Because also that means, like, we missed everything from this year. Like, how are right. new this year? Are they just not going to? Um, when was the last one? 2018. I a, 2018? I have a feeling that they still had it. That's, hold up. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna do a little research. 2019. 2019? It's be... every two years. So if the last one was last year, then it was going to be 2021. Which would have been fine, but I think, I thought it was supposed to be this year. Um, no, I guess not. Yeah, 2019. The last one was 2019, where they announced Frozen 2, Onward, Soul, Raya the Last Dragon, Black Widow, Black Panther 2. I remember also there was, like, no parks announcements in that expo, and I was so upset. They didn't know about um, the Epcot update till like, this year, right? No, the Epcot update's been happening for a while. The the Uh, overhaul. The what? The Epcot overhaul, yeah, we've known about for a while. Oh. Um, that like all that was announced, like Gardens of the Galaxy coaster, the new space restaurant, and Epcot. That was all announced in the twenty seventeen D twenty three Expo, and like okay. Tron was announced then. Um, Why do we need a Guardians of the Galaxy coaster? I'm kind of excited though. It looks cool. I mean, there's no other like Marvel representation. That's true. It's the only one they can do because of the contract with Universal. Can they do Guardians of the Galaxy? I thought they can. Universal owned Marvel. So there's something about like the Avengers. They can't use the Avengers. So that's like Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man Hall, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Right. But they can use the other ones. So like if they wanted to make a Black Panther ride, they could. Um, uh... Guardians of the Galaxy obviously fits in that. That's what I heard when I researched it. Because I remember when they first came out with it, I was really confused. I wasn't sure how they were able to do that with the contract. And that's how I found out. Like, I think it only applies to the Avengers movies. Okay. But not the entire MCU. 
I gotta, I gotta dig more into that. Rights are confusing. <laughs> um, well, hopefully that contract won't be an issue in the future. Oh, it probably will. It <laughs> definitely will. They can like have their Harry Potter and we can have our Marvel one. Yeah, they can have Harry Potter, which no one cares about. <laughs> yes. And then Disney Night on Dancing with the Stars is happening tonight on Monday. Hannah and I are recording right. on Monday. Um, and the the only people that I'm following in this current season are Carol Baskin, because obviously. Uh, Justina Machado, who is an actress I really like from One Day at a Time. She was also in Jane the Virgin. And Sky Jackson, who we all know was in Jesse. Love her. Sky Jackson is dancing to Princess and the Frog, almost there. And Carol Baskin is dancing to The Lion King. Mm. Or Carol. Carol Because obviously. Killed her husband. What? Um, that was like a trend. Um, so Xenon. Let's talk about Xenon now because that's what we watched. Right. So this week we watched Xenon, Girl of the 21st Centuries, which I would classify as the first decom. I think it was a classic decom, like High School Musical or Teen Beach Movie, um, Zombies. What else? I'm missing one. Right. right. So there's only like a handful of decoms that have a sequel, right? right? Which is Xenon, Camp Rock, High School Musical, Teen Beach Movie, Descendants, Zombies. There's probably like one or two more. Halloween Town and Twitches. Is Twitches a decom? Uh, I don't know. What Twitches is Disney Twitches. Channel. It is, but is it? I guess yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I'd classify it as a decom. Um, yeah, there's only like a, a few handful and there's even less that have three sequels and xenon has three sequels impressive um i enjoyed it i don't mean in a bad way but like it was really <laughs> good for a decom yeah that's true and this was my first time seeing it i think you've seen it before right no this was my first time too oh exciting i looked it up real quick the first disney channel original movie was a movie called Under Wraps, which came out in 1997, and it's a Halloween movie. I think it's about a mommy. Um, oh, interesting. Just one to get a sequel would be Halloween Town, and then Xenon came out right after Halloween Town. Okay. Okay. So Xenon came out in 1999, and it's based in the year. 2049 and xenon car is a 13 year old girl who lives with her family on a space station and when she gets in trouble on the space station her parents punish her by sending her back to earth to live with her aunt judy um and back on earth she doesn't really fit in obviously because she's not she's not used to earth she doesn't really know what gravity is she makes friends with two boys their names are andrew and greg and greg she kind of has a thing with um but during her time, she uncovers a plot that's masterminded by the what? What would you call him? Like corporate? Um, big wig. Parker Wyndham. A big wig. <laughs> I don't know. The big wig Parker Wyndham. Um, the he's just a super rich guy who owns. Yeah. The he basically like runs the city. Yeah. Um, 
and he's trying to use a computer virus to crash the space station and collect all the insurance money. And so when Xenon tries to warn her parents, he they don't believe her, basically. And they think that it's just her way of trying to get back on the space station to attend a concert by basically the One Direction of this world. Proto- the factory plays of Okay. I was, you know, okay. Factory um, Fine. I was relating it to my it's generation. It's One Direction. Okay. But I'm relating it to my generation. Cultural accuracy, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Andrew and Greg help Xenon find a way to save the people of the space station. And take How- down... Parker Windham. Parker Windham and Lut. What's his Mr. Name? Lutz. Mr. Lutz. <laughs> um, it's and it's quite a plot. It's like it's yeah. There's a lot yeah. underneath the the surface of it. Um, because when you think about it, like this guy Parker Windham, is literally going to crash his space station. Like he's gonna shut it down, no power, right? Which would kill everyone on it's gonna come out Mm -hmm. of it's gonna eventually probably take years but eventually it's gonna come out of orbit and it's gonna crash to earth which would most likely more people exactly Um, it's not very a foolproof plan but you know no i mean it's like it's like evil for a decom um all right the cast um kristen storm is xenon raven is Gregory Smith plays Greg. Lauren Maltby plays Margie. Holly Fulger plays Aunt Judy. Bob Bancroft plays Mr. Lutz. And Frederick Coffin plays Parker Windham. I love that Raven Simone's in this. I know. I didn't realize Raven Simone was in it till I like Disney. turned it on. I'm like, oh my god, it's Raven. Yeah, she's iconic in the Disney Disney. Oh my god, world. She's like everything. Um, all right, do you want to get into some facts? Yes, please, fun facts. All right, let's see. So apparently this was actually based off a book. What? Um, a 1996 children's book by the same name. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, okay, so this was this one says Chelsea Clinton will be president in 2049. So when Xenon's looking at her uh, alarm clock as she's late to class, the teacher is giving a lecture on President Chelsea Clinton. Which is Bill Clinton's daughter. Right. I wrote that down. That's one of my notes. Interesting. Oh, I caught you. Okay. Oh, like you were saying, the movie, like, the you know how you were saying it's kind of evil? Yeah. There's also some, like, pretty impressive, like, comebacks and, like, um, shade in the movie. Yeah, it's very witty. It's well-written. It is. Um, um, for example, like Xenon's nickname for Commander Edward Plank was Plank the Blank, and Lutz was Lutz the Klutz. Like just really witty stuff like that. Yeah, I have a note about that too, actually. Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm stealing all your notes. And any codes, like access codes, for the um, what are they called? Like the memory bank and stuff like that on the space station. They were in the Wingdings font. What? What's the wingding? Apparently called a wingdings font. It's like a bunch of different symbols. Huh. Nebula always wore sunglasses in space, which you don't really need. 
They weren't like on her eyes, but they were on her like her head. And everyone questions why it's so easy to get to and from space in such a short amount of time in this movie. It's the future, but still the 90s right. somehow. There are also chargeable cars. And there are also iPads as like video cams and iPads, right. Okay, I think that's all I got for you. Yeah, I tried looking up some facts too. There's not a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's, let's get notes. into our notes. Yeah. Okay. My first note is at two minutes and four seconds. How about you? I have one at one fifty-two. You're up. All right. Um, a minute fifty-two seconds. Um, I'm gonna compare this movie to Camp Rock a lot because that was the last decom we previously watched. Um, the setup in this movie compared to Camp Rock was so much better in every way. Yes. Because, like, we we learn about the future and we learn about, like, what's going on and everything that's happening. And we don't, like, start... They don't, like, start getting into, like, the plot. Because, mm-hmm. like, the beginning of the movie, when I was first watching it, I honestly thought the entire movie was just going to be about her crushing over this boy band. Oh, really? And I was, like, a little disappointed. I'm like, is this entire movie just going to be about a boy band that's coming to space? Um, and then yeah. there was so much more, and they just did a really good job of, like, um, of setting up how the space station works and how life in there functions. Um, also, all the space lingo. There's a really great scene that I love the cinematography for as well in the very beginning when she's kind of just running through the space station and trying to get you know, to the cafe on time and then running through all the crowd on, of people cutting through the ceiling tiles to get to class on time. And I just really uh-huh. liked, I really liked that. It was really well done. I also really enjoyed like going into a movie that I hadn't seen before, you know, cause you don't know what you're going to expect. Yeah. No, definitely. And I haven't had that in a while with Disney movies. Um, we should also mention this movie was directed by Kenneth Johnson. Oh, right. We said we were going to start telling Yes. <laughs> we need to start doing the directors. This movie was directed by Kenneth Johnson, who has done a bunch of other stuff, but I don't see a lot of Disney stuff on here, so. If only it was Kenny Ortega. Yeah, if only. We okay. love Kenny Ortega. Okay. Um, my note, my first note, uh, two yeah. minutes and four seconds, is I love the outfit. I love the I costume. I love the outfits. I like the bright colors. It's very, very much 90s, but also, like, transitioning into early 2000s. Oh, it's so 90s. And I like it. Um, My next note is at 3 minutes and 48 seconds. Okay, go Um, She's wearing Converse. Oh, I did not notice. Um, They might not be Converse, but they might not be, like, exact Converse brand, but they're some kind of skater shoe, like Vans or Converse. Uh Uh-huh. Um... And, like, I don't think those are going to be around in 2050, 2049. Right. I would agree with you. Yeah, I just thought it was funny how, like, it's still so 90s. It is. It's so 90s. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot, as I've already said. Um, I don't have a timestamp, but I said, why are they called microbe? Like, it just seems... Um, A lot of... A lot of like the things that they say in this movie are science things, and I and microbe is 
a microorganism that a microbe is an actual name for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My thing is like they're not from space. So like you know they're not but like they're from Earth and they're not, you know, scientists and they're not surrounded by scientists. Not everyone on Earth is doing research. So it's just kind of interesting. (laughs) It's an odd name. I mean it's people think of the future, they think of science, right? And you know, science names are just I guess futuristic. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, where that was decided or who came up with that, but, um, because, like, her friend's name is Nebula. Yeah. Raven right. Simone's name, character's name is Nebula. Do you think they, well, I don't think Xenon was born there, but do you think some of them were born there? Um, yeah, there are, like, children. Right? There are, like, scenes where there's, like, five-year-olds on that space station, so definitely... Imagine being born in space. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being born in space. My next note is Chelsea Clinton. Right, which we talked about. <laughs> right. Um, my next note's not till fourteen minutes. And I, was I have one at twelve. My next note's at twelve. Okay, not as bad as I was thinking it was gonna be. Um. Oh, this is when she's um, outside of the space spaceship looking at the, I think it was a solar flare or something. She's uh-huh. looking at all the pretty colors and she's floating in space. They would have much better spacesuits than that in 2049. Oh, 100%. Those looked old. It's like plain white, right? Yeah. I um, think like even the spacesuits now look better. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't know. Fashion if, is important. I don't know if these are real. They're like thinner. If you uh-huh. look at like modern modern day spacesuits, they're also right. blue. Yep. All right. Are you ready for my fourteen minute note? I am. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The music reminded me of Space Mountain. Really? Yeah. I so wasn't. A- I didn't like pay attention to the music. I didn't. Specifically at 14 minutes and 30 seconds. All right, should we play that clip? Sure. I don't know what Space Mountain sounds like, so. Uh, but but now that you mention it, um, the that melody does sound familiar. Dun, 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 da, 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 da. I don't know why. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it's from something, and I feel like it's in the parks. It is definitely from something. It may might not be Space Mountain. Maybe it. Uh, I don't know. It's from something. All right. Okay, my next um, one's at 15 minutes and 31 seconds. We might have the same note. Oh, what is it? Mine is at 15.33, I think. Um, Xenon's mom says you can't go out in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Do we have the same note? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, 
so what they do this like multiple times and it's kind of like a big not plot hole but it's not correct because it can't be the middle of the night if they're in space oh <laughs> there's no sun orbiting around the the the, the, the space station isn't orbiting around the sun so they fooled me so the space station doesn't take 24 hours to rotate fully it uh-huh. probably takes like i don't know 10 hours probably a lot less um i'm yeah. not a scientist so i couldn't tell you how long that would take but it was kind of just like a little there's no night it's space no okay so my note was this is the first time they say she's 13 and i was like what she does not like 13 she looks 13 she does not look 13 she does no she does not okay we're gonna find out how old kristen storms was when she played xenon like 16 17 to me no she doesn't yes she does she doesn't look your age hannah yeah she does she's 15 in this movie okay i'll give her 15 but 13 i would not give them that Mm, she looks 13. i don't think so okay okay (laughs) okay Oh, my next note was at 16 minutes, 57 seconds. I said, ooh, hair. Oh. <laughs> don't remember whose is, hair was terrible. Is it but her mom's hair? I don't think so. Hmm. 16, this is around the same time where she puts the stress hat on. 1657. Oh, it's um, microbe protozoa in the back oh the lead singer of microbe his name is protozoa is it i think he's kind of hot if he just fixed his hair um no you think he's hot no oh, okay <laughs> it, his hair it looks like one of those like balls well, like, you if know we fix the hair if we fix the hair if we no um no. okay no okay um his hair looks like one of those like um you know balls that you had when you were a kid that were made up of i don't i don't know um you know what i'm talking about those spiky ball things no i'm about to send you a picture hannah i'm gonna okay. like find a picture and send it to you okay. in the meantime let's <laughs> let's keep doing the notes because like, this may take a while right okay um never mind i found it okay I made a comment about how weird this dress hat is. I don't understand the plot point of this dress hat. It's kind of unnecessary. It is 100% unnecessary. I don't know. Comedic relief. Like, she's getting in trouble, but let her put on the dress hat. I don't know. I guess. Um, I didn't read anything about this dress hat because I kind of want one. Like, it's dumb, but I need one. What does it do? It probably just massages your scalp. Oh, interesting. That's what the rubber, the rubber, that's what the um round parts of it are for. Mm. Right? Yeah, it definitely like massages your scalp. Interesting, interesting. Or, it, you know, does more scientific stuff and like calms your head down. I don't know. I just sent you a picture of the rubber balls that I'm talking about that his hair looks like. Oh, you're right. I know. I remember these. 
They're fun to play with. I never understood the purpose of them. We'll post it on Instagram for everyone else to we see. We definitely will, yes. All right, all right. Now that I found the rubber ball, let me get back into this movie. Okay, so, like, I'm going to sound terrible, but my next note is not until 38 minutes. Okay, I have a bunch in between them. Okay. So, at 18 minutes, 19 seconds, um, I said I would have the same reaction. That's when um, Mr. Wyndham... Mr. Wyndham, Parker Wyndham, says, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Microscope, and he's talking about Microbe. Oh, yeah. And Xenon, like, gives him this look, like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. What did you just call them? He's like, how could you disrespect them like Are, that? Y- like, <laughs> who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> um, No, I have, like, the exact same reaction whenever someone, like, says, Megamind's my favorite Disney movie. It's like, what? You want to run that by me one more time? Oh. Um. Yeah, no. Xenon's, like, personality is, like, so relatable. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I was her when I was 13. Again, 21, 20 minutes, they say it's the middle of the night. Oh. Um, Disney, get yourself together. 22 minutes. This is... Another thing that Hannah already said in the fun fact, but this is just an example of how smart Xenon is. I'd like to play this clip. So this is, um, Xenon is dumpster diving for um, materials to make her little doll out of. She's making a doll to win a contest to meet Microbe. And she runs into Mr. Lutz, who was trying to get into the main computer system. We don't know why. Um, in at the time but you know now we know it's because he's trying to hack the computer system and xenon kind of stops him and she's very she's very smart it's so dark and people here around here i hate to have to go all the way up to the habitation module alone please i just i thought that was very clever i liked um yeah, the now that I've exhausted you part, that was smart. Yeah, that, and then the whole, you know, just, like, she doesn't want him to go in there, so she's like, can you just walk me upstairs, and then... Yeah, I could have never thought of that. Oh, I so would have I, I never thought of that either. I would say I would, but I wouldn't. My next note is at 22.53. I just said me too. Oh, why would you say that? Oh, I did not mean to play that. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I'm going to find out in a second that I'm going to plug in my headphones. So um, at 22.53, Xenon falls asleep in the middle of class. Oh, that's me. Which like is just like me right now over Zoom. 24.50. This is, they're all gathered to find out who the winner of the microbe contest is. And there's like a six-year-old and she's adorable, but it's like... Why are you, you know, this child is just on the space station. Like, I, I mean, like, I assume, like, she would have a social life because there are other six-year-olds. But, like, I would feel so, I would, I would be so lonely if I was just stuck right. on the space station. I was the only one my age, right? The only six-year-old, yeah. Because, like, 
I'm I'm sure there are a few people that's like, you know, they're the only 17-year-old on that station. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next note is when we are on Earth, she meets Aunt Judy, and I don't know who was in charge of deciding this, but for some reason, the punch buggy is the car of the future. Oh, odd. Um... They don't sell punch buggies The anymore. only two cars that we see in this movie is a yellow punch buggy and a red punch buggy. <laughs> That's literally, like... I And I don't know I mean, if it was just, like, those are the only two cars they could, like, get if they had, like, sponsorship with Volkswagen or whatever. But the only two cars that are, like, driven in this movie are punch buggies. Yeah, but I guess they were popular in the 90s. No, yeah, definitely, but, like... But, I mean, I guess literally they know that they would not be sold. Yeah, it's ironic that they chose the punch buggy as the car of the future, and now they don't make them anymore. Yeah. That was, like, my dream car when I was was little. They're super cool. I really want to. I could go for one. Um, And then my next note's at 43 minutes, so go ahead. (gasps) Yay! Okay. Oh, play this, actually. Play okay. this scene. It's 38-25. I just love it. I love it. No, it's, it's the scene there. with the earrings where she's like, you don't fool me, and she drops right. her hair behind her ear. Here we go. Xenon, your aunt will pick you up at the main gate. That's right over there. Good luck. You know, you may fool a lot of people, Mr. Wyndham, but just know, you don't fool me. I just I know that at first well no that's not what I was gonna say I know that she doesn't know the earring has any purpose but I feel like that scene was just perfect it really was um no it definitely was because um I didn't understand what the earring was the first time I watched it um, like, I saw Let's Drop It, but I didn't realize it was, like, a memory chip. I thought it was, like, a button on his coat or something. Oh. So I was okay. like, why is he, like, so worked up about it? his coat button? Right. <laughs> um, but now that I, like, know it was a computer chip, like, it really is um, such a perfectly well well done scene. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have a timestamp, so Go ahead. when's your next one? Okay, it might be around the same time. Yes, you go ahead. Okay, she finds it so hard to walk without gravity, and I find it funny. Because, like, the way she's doing it, it's obvious that it's, like, you know? Like, it wasn't natural, like, a natural way of showing. Yeah. But I, like, never understood, like, like, it wasn't, like, uh uh-huh. Was the right, exactly. was the it's not like they're floating around up in there. Right. They said in the beginning, you're 30 pounds heavier on Earth. Okay. Which doesn't mean, like, if John weighed 100 pounds, doesn't mean she's 130 pounds. She's still, like, the same, same amount of mass. She magically gained 30 pounds by step. But, yeah. Um, just the, the, gravitational pull in the space and on Earth is a lot heavier, so she feels like instantly in 30 pounds by taking one step on Right. So it's like she's off balance. I mean... Okay. Could you imagine just immediately 30 pounds heavier? 
Uh, I would not like that. <laughs> um, my Daniel coming through with the science facts today. Yeah. Really trying here. I don't know if any of true. Okay, mine's at 47 minutes and two seconds, okay. and it says, and I quote, the underwater scene is not it. Is not it. You are correct. When she when she falls in the water, it's terrible. She's just like, she doesn't even look like she's drowning. Like, she's just floating. The therapy. Um, also, the second she gets, so before she gets in the water, she has a ponytail in, and the second she gets out of the water, she gets pulled out. There's no ponytail. We, and I don't know about you, but when I go swimming and I have a ponytail, it doesn't just, you know, fall out. Extreme. My- 48 minutes, 18 seconds. And that is when the science says we're still using there. She says it in a rude manner. Mm-hmm. It, like, you're supposed to know he came from understand that she also, exactly. you're a science teacher, and you didn't say Fahrenheit. Yeah, you didn't specify. Like my science teachers, like in science, they ask you to still use Celsius. Yeah, my science teachers always specify. They're like, heat it to 150 Fahrenheit, 150 mm-hmm. Celsius. Um, so like that's on the science teacher. The true yeah. antagonist Agreed. of this movie, the science. <laughs> right. Um, my next note's at 54 minutes. Okay, I have two more notes before that. Um, I just want to talk about Margie and how much I don't like her character. Oh, yeah. I just, okay, first off, this is the year 2049, and you're still naming your children Margie. Let's... (laughs) Let's check that. Um, Please name your kid Margie. Number two, her outfits with like the boa collar. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like so ugly. That's like no one can pull that off. That's not true. Raven pulls it off a lot, and that's so Raven. Only Raven right. Simone can pull that off. Right. No one else. Um. I also just don't like her. Agreed. Yeah. Um. I don't like her either. I don't, like, understand the purpose of her character, because she's, like, in love with Greg, but also mean. Uh-huh. It, it just, it doesn't make sense. It, her purpose doesn't make sense. 48, 48.20. I don't understand. Oh, 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 oh. Um, after the science teacher says, we're still using Fahrenheit down here. Margie goes, so you made it twice as hot? Again, <laughs> not a scientist, but I do know that is not how Celsius works. It's not, yeah, it's not double. Like, I think it's less than. No, I think. Uh, Wait, hang on. Okay. I just want to see. So 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius. So if she raised it to... And I could be wrong, but I think that's right. If she raised it to 150 degrees Celsius, then it's oh god, math. Hang on, I'm I'm looking at the movie right now to see how much she was told. To... 182. 
Okay. Well, because it's not an exact number. It's like, it's not like, um, it's not like zero Fahrenheit, zero Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit. Doesn't right. mean that one Celsius is 33 Fahrenheit. Because oh, negative 40 Fahrenheit is negative 40 Celsius. Oh, you're making me feel like I'm at school. Right? Um, I'm so sorry. Um, so she was told to heat it to 250 degrees. 250 degrees Celsius is... 482 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's not quite double. It's almost double. So I guess Margie. Oh, okay. Right. Um, we'll give it to you, Margie. But Celsius is, you multiply it by, to get from Celsius to Fahrenheit, you multiply it by 9 over 5 and then add 32. Okay. Right, so like zero times nine over five is zero plus thirty-two is thirty-two. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, it's like a whole other formula besides adding thirty-two. Um. Okay, now that our science lecture is over, <laughs> um, I just want to talk about the language, the space language. Oh, yes. In this movie. Um, I had two observations about it. The first one, on Earth, viral and graphic. Viral means bad and graphic means good, which might have been a thing in the 90s, but not anymore. Viral means good and graphic means bad. Right. Which was so confusing to listen to when they're like, that's so viral. And I'm like, oh, it is? Why is that so good? <laughs> um, And also... You can tell, if you watch the movie and you just listen to the space lingo, you can tell, like, the writers were kind of coming up with it as the movie produced, because right. Cetus Lepidus, which Xenon says all the time, oh my goodness. all the time, it got a little, it got annoying the first time I watched it, but then the second time I watched it, it was like, yes, she said it! Um, she said the thing, um... You know, she doesn't say it in, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Then she says it once, and then she's saying it every line. Uh-huh. Now you can go. Oh, okay. Um, so, the things in this movie they tried to make romantic, like brushing a horse. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if, like, that was a 90s thing, but <sighs> the stuff that they did trying to, like, build the romance between Xenon and Greg. It was just odd. And a lot of the times I'd be watching it and I'd just start cracking up because it was so funny. It's so awkward. It would have been like so much better if at the end of the movie there was like a a thing where Xenon was like, Greg, come with me. And Greg was like, no. And then they had this whole like moment together, but that never happened. Uh-huh. So it was just Right. And you know, they, they had this chemistry and then Xenon's like Xenon's like, great. Bye. Right, and then they only kissed once, I think, right? And it was not even, like... I don't even remember them. I don't even remember them kissing. They kissed once, right before she left to go tell Protozoa that she needed to get on his jet thing. Yeah, rocket thing. Um, 
yeah, no, I like, I like the chemistry. I like the idea of Xenon having, you know, meeting a guy on earth, but you know, it kind of just, I mean, did she need it? No, no, but like, if she didn't, if there wasn't like a guy, like what would she have done? Ugh. Right. I don't like it. She don't need no man. Uh-uh. I mean, I mean, like, story-wise, if she went down there and she met no one, that would have been it. Right. 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 Um, Everyone likes a little bit of romance. Yeah, like, it's good for the story. Um, another note about Margie's disgusting outfit, and then I don't have anything till an hour 32. Wow. Which is, like, the end of the movie. So when was your thing? My next note was a note about Margie's outfit. Uh, which we kind of talked about. Yeah. I don't have, like, any notes during the whole, um, you know, like, the... (sighs) Yeah. I don't have any... I don't have any notes during, like, the intense parts when they're, like, breaking into the microbe concert and getting on the space shuttle and taking down the computers like i was like too invested to find a note for that gotcha okay so i i don't have like really profound notes they're just things that i was thinking while i was watching. yeah at 57 minutes and 43 seconds the scene this is just funny the scene where she goes can my legs be any whiter i was like me i like do not understand why that line was necessary it was unnecessary, but it was also really funny. I was it like, was. well, of course you're going to be, you know, pale. You never see the sun. Also, she, like, just came out from a swim class. Right. And, like, at this point, you could probably be burnt since you've never had experience. With you know, sun. that's so true. So. Um, oh, this. <laughs> ah, I really had some, like, I had a moment with this because I could not figure out. Okay, I'll just tell you, and then I'll, yeah. Yeah. So, at an hour and 55 seconds, Greg is wearing this shirt, right? You know, and he's walking her back home. Wait, an hour 55? An hour and 55 seconds. Oh. He's walking her home from, I guess I would call it a date, and it starts pouring rain, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, we all thought they were going to kiss, and they didn't. Um, Disappointing. But... His shirt gets wet, of course. And then in the next scene when they're in, oh my god, what's his name? Andrew's house? Yeah. Um, It looks like he's wearing the same shirt. He's not. Which, I went back and looked. He's not. But his new shirt still looks wet. I think, the it's, wet, like... I think it's like metallic or something. And it looked wet. And I was like, why did he not change at first? And yeah, then I went back. That's so weird. What is that material? Different shirts. But does it not look like wet? Like it, he just came back. No, it definitely does. It looks right. So yeah, Hannah had a little moment with that. Um, um I guess I just have to finish out my notes because yours isn't until yeah, mine isn't until something right an hour thirty-two. Um, an hour twenty-seven minutes and seven seconds. I don't know why or who I wrote this about, but it says the way he's just sticking his arms out. An hour twenty-seven. 25 and 7 seconds. Okay, so that's when... So pretty much, Hannah and I don't have any notes about 
the big like um oh god i don't know what to call it intent the most so, like, intense part the, of the movie inside yeah. the action i don't know um so pretty much what happens is it's not on, action, by the way what it's not inciting action okay well i know the Zion it's like stuff. the it's like the falling action the rising action. action falling action is after the climax Yay. yeah so well, i'm talking you know, I'm talking about I'm talking about the stuff that we like entirely skipped when she breaks into the when she breaks into the um, microbe announcement and asks what What would you consider the climax of this movie? When she inserts the chip, uh, I don't know, because like, I feel like that's so close to the end. I mean, yeah, the climax is so close to the end. Like, if you had the client, if she inserted the chip. 30 minutes into the movie, the rest hour would be, be 30 minutes the microbe movie. concert. Like, no one wants to see that. Generally, the climax happens, and then there's five minutes left of the movie. Hmm, okay. It's just about the falling action. There's just not a lot of it. Yeah, you know? no one no one cares about falling action. But I guess this is still just more of the rising action in this um, movie. It's like the ending of the rising action. Like, we're getting close to the climax. Um. Yeah, Xenon... Decide Xenon goes back to the space station. No, Xenon, the space station's in space. What is that place called with, that has the shuttle? Oh, like, I don't know, a docking bay? Sure, let's call it that. That's, yes, thank you. I'm thinking of Star Wars. Xenon goes to the docking bay where they are about to send Microbe into the space shuttle to launch them into space. Mm-hmm. And Xenon is Xenon is wanted by Parker Wyndham because Wyndham knows Xenon's onto her. Okay. Um, they had, like, um, filed for her arrest, basically. Yeah, Parker Wyndham has, like, a wanted sign for Xenon. Oh, my God, I cannot talk today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Parker Wyndham. She is a wanted character. Wants- and she breaks into the docking bay where they're about to send my off. And it's kind of like, you know, TV cameras everywhere. And she can't just like, you know, ask to go onto the spaceship because she knows she's wanted. So she goes to Microbe, the lead singer, Protozoa. Like, hey, hey, I'm your contest winner. Um, look, you gotta, you gotta take you. And then Protozoa takes her with them. They get onto the space shuttle. And. You get on this shuttle, which we know is about to shut down because Lutz has implanted the virus. And that's why Xenon is trying to back to stop the virus. And Wyndham and Lutz go after her onto the space and then they get launched up in the space with them. So mm-hmm. Lutz and Wyndham and Xenon all know the space shuttle is going to shut down. And it wasn't the original plan for Lutz and Wyndham to be on the shuttle as it shut down because and they would die. Right. I really hope that made sense. It did. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, that's essentially what Hannah and I have skipped over, and I don't know why neither of us took notes. We were very we're, invested. I think you're right like to say that we were both just really invested. Um, yeah, it's also like really simple to understand what's going on. Um, there's not a lot of places where I felt like there was a good talking point. Okay, final note. 
I also don't know why I wrote this. An hour, 26, and one second, I wrote, oh, of course. Can't tell you why. Hour, 26, and one second? Correct. When, that's when, um, the captain of the space shuttle and the ant fall in love. Oh. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course that happened. Okay, that's all I got. Um, My final note is loved it. So. My last note, and I skipped over, we skipped over all the parts where Xenon essentially implants the undo chip to stop the virus into the main computer system and stops the virus. And then Wyndham and Lutz are arrested and, you know, the world's fine. And Protozoa does their concert and Protozoa's concert, that is a terrible song. Oh, shut up. That I is like my last song. note. That That is a terrible song it is so I bad like it. no it I like is... it. oh my god Anna. <laughs> I like it. there's something wrong with you like it's so bad it's, it's catchy. i like i'm gonna find the song I, no i have the song up listen to the words okay which no one does nowadays because music like is more about the rhythm and the melody than it is about the words which as a broadway nerd you know it's music on show tunes are more all about the words and the story that's going on so i always focus on the words the words are awful i'm downloading this song to my apple music library that's a terrible idea did you hear those lyrics hannah yes you understand how they're so bad hannah's playing out I'm putting it to my playlist, okay? Um, no, like, (laughs) listen, listen. Stargazing mega fast, you hit me like a cosmic glass, you've given me a technicolor world. Love it. Putting me in overdrive, speed of light, I'm so alive, would you be my supernova girl? That doesn't make sense. Would you be my supernova girl? It doesn't it's make sense. It's catchy, though. It's catchy. I don't Interplanetary megastellar hydrostatic. You know all rap songs are very inappropriate. And, like... This isn't still, inappropriate. This just doesn't make sense. Interplanetary megastellar hydrostatic. There's no gravity between us. Our love is automatic. What does that mean? Our love is automatic. <laughs> Please, explain that to me. What does it mean for love to be automatic? It's just natural. You don't need to work towards it. It's automatic. No. <laughs> no. Well, we I will agree no. to disagree on that one. No. <laughs> this is just this is a terrible song. <laughs> it really it hurts it, it hurts me inside that this is from a GCOM. <laughs> oh. Well, that's, that's all I got for that. you. Yeah, that's my last note. Um, I really like this movie. I really enjoyed it, too. It was, um, which I have to say, I was surprised about. 
Yeah, I would agree. Because, like, the cover, I don't know why, but the cover makes it look really cringy. It makes it look tacky. It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was really scared in the beginning that it was just going to be kind of a bunch of just futuristic anecdotes and boy bands. Right. Um, But it was really good. Yeah, I would totally agree. I will not watch the sequel, though, because... No, no. Disney sequels are always bad. Unless we have to. (laughs) Should we spin the wheel? We should spin the wheel. I I mean, I guess that's it. We're done, right? Let's spin the wheel. Yeah, favorite part of the episode. Order of operations. (laughs) You know, we're all in science mode, so... Right. Okay. Although that's more math, but yeah, but math and science intertwine all the time. Mm. Okay. Right. Let's spin the wheel. Oh, this is a sequel. We can do this. I was about to say, like, no. What is it? It's um the Aladdin sequel. Oh, uh, so we watch Aladdin? It means we watch Aladdin. Right? Like, regular Aladdin. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm down. All right. So um, the wheel landed on Aladdin, which is super fun. Um, would this be our first classic? No, we watched Snow White. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Renaissance? Correct. Yes, first Renaissance. Wow, cool. Cool, cool, cool. This is a great movie. I haven't seen Aladdin forever. Um, I haven't seen the classic, like not the The original. Action. Yeah. I've seen the remake recently. But I like really that. bad. The original's good. It's better than some of the other ones. Um yeah. I say it's one of my favorites, actually. It's not like my top. The but... best one is Lady in the Tramp. Agreed. I know I've said that before on this podcast. Um, you have. And I know I've said, like, if whenever we watch live action remake, like, the next time we do it, I'm just going to say my list because I have made a very well thought out list. Oh, right. We need to we need to hear that next time. Um. Yeah. So next week we'll watch Aladdin. So we're also going to start watching an episode of The Mandalorian every week and talk about it in a kind of short episode series that we're going to have on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. And those mini episodes are going to come out every Monday. And they're going to be about 10, 15 minutes long. Hannah and I are going to try to keep them short because neither of us have seen The Mandalorian yet. Um we aren't going to have a lot of like talking points of like, I like this, I like this. It'll probably just be more of a summary of the episode, some questions we have about future episodes, some predictions, and maybe a little bit of what we liked. It's going to be less like what we do here where we're giving timestamps and notes. It's going to be more about the overall, what we thought. Um, Yeah. Predictions, what we're looking forward to, that kind of stuff. Yes. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right. I guess with that, Thank you for shopping at Walmart. Come again soon. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could have been like, thank you for shopping at World of Disney. <laughs> no, because like the Walmart, like the self-checkout goes, 
Thank I know, you for like, hopping at Walmart. Still, still. <laughs> Sorry, would you rather I said Target? Uh, I'd rather you just not just drop it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Disney Talk with Daniel and Hannah. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to Disney Talk with Hannah and Daniel. All the clips from this episode were made and owned by the Walt Disney Company. The theme song was created by Jacob Slaker and the cover art by Sarah Fleischman. Bye.